Welcome to Strip Christianity, where hosts Nicole Phillips and Kendra Lundstrom have raw conversations about life, ministry, and the adult entertainment industry. Wait, what? Nicole Phillips is the executive director of Lavish Ministries, a Florida nonprofit that provides support to women working in the adult entertainment industry. Co-host Kendra Lundstrom, who formerly worked in the adult industry, now serves as a survivor advocate with Lavish Ministries. This is Strip Christianity. Here are your hosts. Okay, Kendra, we are back for another talk. What's up, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? How are you, Nicole? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hey, and I, you know, Kendra, I have forgotten that in our trailer, I mentioned that every episode we would give you a new reason as to why you should move back to Florida. And I've neglected <gasps> to do right. that in the prior episodes. So we're going to resume this tradition <sighs> right now. And so reason number two as to why you should move back to Florida is because we have really good seafood. That's what I'm told. I love seafood. I actually don't like seafood. I've never <laughs> eaten at any of the seafood places that are locally owned here who like, you know, catch the seafood and then make it. Yeah, I've never been there. But I'm told we have some of the best seafood. Seafood's <laughs> probably one of my top favorite foods. So what do you know? Another Come reason. Panama City. <laughs> And you could have all the beaches and all the seafood your little heart desires, my friend. That sounds like paradise. You could even eat the seafood on the beach. Now we're talking. Oh, girl, come on. We can stick you in my room. We can blow up an air mattress or something. We will make this work. We got I'll, I'll know where your son and your dog will go, but we can fit you in here. <laughs> hey, you got like what? Like a porch or something? <laughs> That'll be we'll, fine. We'll figure it out. We'll get him a little tent in the backyard. Perfect. He'll enjoy it. We want to dive into a different topic today because Miss Kendra over here has a few tattoos. Oh, wow. <laughs> Should we go through the list? <laughs> so my very first tattoo I ever got, I walked into a shop and I just got one. I did not get ID. How'd you pay for it? Did you have a job, I guess? And I I did. I did have a job. Um, I worked at a coffee shop when I was at that age. So you just walk in and get a tattoo and they don't ID you. There's whatever. I mean, I had to go to a pretty ghetto place to get it. Was <laughs> it someone's garage? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. So that was my very first tattoo. It was not very well done. Imagine that. Okay, um, well, you know. But it was a butterfly with a little gang symbol on the back of my neck, Wait. which has now been covered. Really? Did I know it that? Was. that was oh. my, you didn't, I don't think you knew that. I don't think I knew that one. A gang symbol. No, that was my very first tattoo tattoo okay um a butterfly was a little gang symbol and then i had the k3 because that was my you know hood name k3 let's talk about that for a minute <laughs> okay so <laughs> what had happened was <laughs> see what happened was actually the story goes like this okay, okay. please explain i met two different gangs at church camp, believe it or not. Oh, okay, okay. This is a whole other episode now. Well, forget about the tattoo episode. We're not talking about Kendra's experience in gangs from the church camp. So, okay, you met so, a few guys at church camp who were both in gangs. Yes, I will not say their names or what gangs they were because Please they don't. were actually pretty well-known gangs in Chicago. And I became close to both of them. 
and was kind of ushered in to that gang lifestyle. Got to know how they ran, really. Did you have an initiation process? Yes, I did have a style of initiation with one of the gangs. Okay. Yes. You were initiated into one of the gangs and you were tattooed by that gang. I went with one of the gang members. He knew where I could get it done. That could have been why I didn't get ID'd. Um, it was a super ghetto place that right, they took right, me to. Right. Right. But so, yeah. So you got their gang symbol. They they didn't have to you, but very, they took you somewhere to yes. get you. And it was very you. small in the butterfly. So, because I was very worried. They knew I was a pastor's daughter and everything. So I was like, I don't want anybody to see the gang. So it was right. very, very faded into the butterfly. How did you feel symbol. being like a part? Because now, you know, you're initiated and you're a part of the gang. You're in that uh, unit. You're you in know, your family. What did, I mean, how did you feel? For a long time in my life growing up, I didn't feel connected with my family. And again, it was really nothing my family did. It was just a lie. I really told myself and believed that I don't fit in here. I didn't want to talk to them. I pushed my family as far away as I could. And I still don't really understand why to this day. Probably need to get some counseling for that. But I was searching for my own family where I felt accepted. Mm. I think really the root of the problem was I didn't feel acceptance in my family because I wanted to do such opposite of what they were doing. Right. right. I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be involved in all this crazy stuff. And they were just like, no, 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 no. Let's go to church. You know? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to do this. And personality wise, you are the outgoing one of the family, right? I was so outgoing. I was just, I would go and do whatever I could. I am just <laughs> like the one who will say out of pocket stuff at the family table and yeah. just. Me too. I like getting I getting get reactions. You right. know what I mean? Oh, I, I like poking the bear a little bit. So. Hence, hence this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. Yeah. I think I really was just searching for acceptance outside of my family because. I didn't want to be doing what they were doing. And so I was like, wow, let's join a gang. This sounds like a great idea. <laughs> like, Why not? Why not? I, I'm a thrill seeker. Yeah. Always have been. I love pushing limits. I love the, the dangerous aspect. You I like, love that you adrenaline like I get. Do you like roller I love roller coasters. Yes. Yeah, I love not them. Me. That's I would jump favorite. on a plane in a heartbeat. I would bungee jump. Like I live for that kind of stuff. So yeah. I really thought that that was just super hardcore and really cool. So I did that. So I got, that's my first tattoo. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, I'm not in any games currently. I am yeah. in, well, unless you want to like, well, Jesus sure. Christ. <laughs> I'm in that gang. But other than that. Okay, wait, how, how did you get out of the gang? Did you have to get jumped I out? Which, <laughs> I moved out of state. Oh, you moved out of state. So I did actually come in contact with somebody from one of the gangs this past year, mm-hmm. but they were cool. They're like, oh, we should hang out sometime. You were really cool. And uh, I wasn't like super into the gang and like all that kind yeah. of stuff, but I did see some stuff and did some stuff that I had no business seeing or doing. Right. But I think they kind of knew like, oh, there's this little white girl. She's right. trying to be all hard. Let's just give her a little bit. See if she can hang. I wasn't important. And you hung. I wasn't. And you hung. <laughs> and I hung. I did. But then like when they start asking me to do more and more stuff, I was like, ah. Yeah. Move. I gotta go. The tattoo was fun at all, but you know. That's tattoo number one. 
So yep. what about tattoo number two? Tattoo number two. Okay, let's see. So I have things that are really janky looking across my head. What are they? They're angel wings. Oh. They're supposed to be okay. angel wings. That was, I got that one. I was mid-18. And wait, okay, so here's was, the story with that was one. this in someone's garage? No. Okay. This actually got done in Navarre, Florida. Oh, no. <laughs> That's like two and a half hours for me. Okay. So it's probably like not as bad as a garage, but not as great as a like, Okay, we're a nice step up place, in the garage. You know? <laughs> we're a step up now. Right. So I'm 18. Improvement. A little more professional. Yeah. These wings are horribly done, um, but I got them after I went on a party ranger for like three days a party there. rager yeah i was like what's a party rager for us innocent kids <laughs> okay yeah, so what's a party rager you've you've heard of like a, a binger you know yeah you just rage for like three days straight like you party and you do drugs and you drink yeah do you sleep Four at all days. no because you're like on coke ecstasy coke that kind of stuff so i was on, I was on one of these um which wasn't like often but when i do it i go all out and hard did it <laughs> but you did it. did it don't do Patrick it does not currently go on party ragers <laughs> ragers um so this was freshly 18 new to florida welcome i was living on <laughs> welcome to florida i was living on my own at the time um went and got tattooed done it was afterwards because some messed up stuff happened the last day i was partying and i blacked out and i was like i lived through it so i was like oh i woke up with the thought I must have a guardian angel. So I walked, I drove to the tattoo shop and got angel wings tattooed on me. No way. That was my thought process. Okay. See, a lot of these tattoos that I have were not thought out. They were just very in the moment. You're a very spontaneous person. It makes sense. I am. That's how you are. I have a cross on my wrist that my sister and I got together. Okay. Um. So my sister and I got cross tattoos on our arms to represent our, you know, loyalty to the church and being pastor's daughters and things like that. So that's my matching tattoo. I also have a tattoo of toast. It's literally toast. It's a piece of toast. Like a piece of bread that's that's toasted? Yes, with peanut butter on it and a smile face. I'm starting to judge some of your life decisions. (laughs) This was all pre-lavish days, okay? Uh, You know, this is... But, (laughs) wait, listen, I'm not done. Oh, gosh. I have a friend who has the jelly toast tattooed on her. Your peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. I have an arrow tattoo on my right arm. Okay. Um, it's just kind of a self reminder to me to always keep, you know, going forward and love it. Just, I mean, it's it's kind of like my Alaska tattoo. It's I learned how to hunt in Alaska, survive in Alaska, mm-hmm. and bow learning. I learned how to shoot a bow there, so it, that's wow. just kind of a reminder of me of survival. Yeah, absolutely. And then I have my sunflower tattoo. Mm-hmm. So my sunflower tattoo is the tattoo that was on the back of my neck. Um. It was a cover-up of the gang symbol, or the butterfly, I guess I should say. 
Um, however, when I got this tattoo, my initial desire was to have my son's initials underneath the flower because it was kind of a representation to me of covering the old lifestyle up. And yeah. it's a flower. It's something new. It's beautiful. And then I had my son as a reminder that I'm not going to go back into that, you know, kind of stuff. However, I was with somebody in a relationship at this time and he, his friend was doing the tattoo Mm -hmm. because she was a well-known artist and she did the tattoo for me. And they did not tell me that he, his initials were going to go on me as well. So Mm -hmm. now I have a permanent marking of the man who was extremely abusive to me. Yeah. Would you consider that a branding It was definitely a branding and he knew exactly that's what he was doing. And he made sure after it was said and done that I, I was branded to him for life. You became his property. Yes. And that's literally what I was told. Which some of you listening have heard Kendra's story in more detail because you've been to some of our lavish ministries events and she's spoken there, but maybe at some point on this podcast, we'll have an episode where Kendra can share her story. But if you're just listening to the highlights of her story, you can see number one, why I asked her to be a part of this podcast, because we come from two different lives and two different worlds. The second reason is because the redemption and all of it, I just think is so beautiful that she's a survivor of so many different things, so many, and she's still here to tell the tale and she's completely sober and in, in her right mind, which all the odds were stacked against I her. mean, for the most part of our right mind. <laughs> you know, for, we all have our days. So yeah, I thought she'd be the perfect person to add to this podcast because she has so much I believe we can learn from. That's my tattoos and it might be more to come. But what about you, Nicole? No, I do not have any tattoos. Basically because I'm scared of pain. I, you know, I pass out when I get my blood drawn, which I had to have done today. So tattoos, Aww. I love the idea of them. But actually going through the process of sitting there in that chair with a needle going inside of me with ink, that's what freaks me out. I don't care if that is permanent. It's just the actual (laughs) process. I have a nose ring. I don't know if you noticed, but my nose is pierced. Um, I don't have one in now, but a stud was in my nose. Yeah, you've never seen my nose ring? I don't think I've ever seen it. It's probably actually grown in. I think I actually have to get it re-pierced, but I've had it pierced twice. I can Um, do it for you. uh, No, no, no. I'm I'm going to a a real place. (laughs) On my own. (laughs) I pierced my own. (laughs) I love you. I love you so much, but... No, I'll, I'll I'll pay the $45 and go Wait, get Wait, fun fact, fun fact. Oh no. oh, no. I used to be an ear piercer. No way. I was a I manager sing. at Claire's in Destin Comics. And you pierced ears, like, with a little kid? And me and one of the other workers there took the piercing gun after closing, went to the back room, and we pierced each other's noses with the piercing gun. Oh my gun. goodness. Did it hurt? Was it, did it get infected? Uh... Like, no, it didn't. It was okay? Well, your nose is your nose is just cartilage. You can pierce yeah. anywhere on your nose. It's just cartilage. It's no different than your ears. So as long as you clean it as yeah. you would your ears, sure. you're fine. So when the kids would come get their ears pierced, how often would they cry? Did you ever pierce one ear and then the kid was like, no, I'm done and didn't do the other ear? Yeah, but and the parents were like, no, do it anyway. Oh, yeah. But they, they would like scream and cry and the moms would be like, you're doing the other one. And I was like, oh, okay. So my ears were pierced when I was a baby. I was like three months old. And my mom said that they actually had two piercing guns and they did them both at the same time. I looked out. We, if they were under like the age of two or three, well, that's typically what we would do. Your story is what's going to make this podcast. <laughs> I knew they would all pay off one day. <laughs> Girl, you're, we're not getting any money, but you know, like, <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe a year from now, we we'll will get, get sponsorships. Maybe this will become a thing. Who knows? Who knows?
I direct Lavish Ministries, Kendra is a survivor advocate with us, and it's very common that we do have women who have been tattooed or branded by their trafficker branded. or by their pimp, by their abuser. A lot of people don't understand. I was just going to ask you to elaborate a little bit more on, on branding because people don't think that's real. Yeah, so so there's two types. What is? Tell us what branding is. So there's two types of ways that specifically we're talking about pimps and traffickers, there's two types of ways that they will claim ownership of their victims. One is tattooing them, which is just what it sounds like. They either have a friend who works at a tattoo shop or they go to someone's garage and they literally will give the victim a tattoo. And in the tattoo somehow will be their initials or their name or their street name. Basically, it's claiming ownership of that person you are my property. The second way that pimps and traffickers will claim ownership of their victim is by branding them, which is just how it sounds. It's like branding cattle. Sometimes it will be like a hot stamp, just like you would brand cattle. Other times it will actually be a heated knife and they will actually carve into you the initial the name or the street name of the trafficker. That's a little basic overview of what branding and tattooing is. It's a language in its own. There's tattoos and brandings that it's just well, like yeah. the gang I mean, thing you were talking about. It's a very big in that culture because they don't play by the rules that we play by. The street life have their own rules. And if you don't recognize or understand those rules, you get punished. P people talk about like, you know, this girl's branded. She has this. And the civilian life, they don't understand that. They don't get what that means. Or right. why can't she just get covered up? There's deep connections with it as yeah. well. It's just, it, it goes beyond just a simple tattoo. Mm -hmm. It is an emotional connection. It is that trauma bonding. It is all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff tied into yeah. all of that. Yeah. I know girls who don't want to get their brandings and tattoos covered up because they kind of think of it as a, redempt a redemptive thing of I can show this and share my testimony. But then I know other girls who they cannot wait for us to connect them to a, a tattoo artist who can professionally cover that up for them. So it's a spectrum. Yeah. You have both sides. Yeah. Would you ever want to get yours covered up? Yeah, I've definitely wanted to get my branding taken care of for a long time. Not so much because it's emotionally turmoil to me, but it's just, it's, I don't need to have it anymore. Like I'm right. not. Right. It is a reminder when I see it that somebody thought of me as their property and I hate that aspect of it. To me, it's more just like a, it's whatever. I'm indifferent. I don't care either and way. And from the back of your If head, I had a choice. Right. It's not like you'll I'll see it. Your hair covers that. it. It's, you know, it's not out there in the it's open. More like, like, I've seen some where like literally like half of their arm is like a big dollar sign with initials in it. Like I I've seen some brandings where it's not easy oh, to yeah. cover that up. Brand? No. They, especially when they make brandings, I, I do remember a time in the gang life wasn't being done to me but i saw it being done it is literally heating up metal and right. them doing carving. it themselves right. with metal and carving with yeah. pouring ink into it mm. they make it so you can't really cover it up yeah yeah man we said this was going to be a easy a joyful topic <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a joyful topic it's taking the taking a sharp turn but yeah i mean tattoos and brain are huge are huge in the sex industry Thank you so much again for joining us on this episode. We hope that listening to our conversations makes you think about things from different perspectives by hearing each of our points of view and um, experiences. Thanks Yay. for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strip Christianity. For more information, questions, or to contact the show, please visit lavishministries.com forward slash podcast. 
That is L-A-V-I-S-H-E-D, ministries forward slash podcast. 